You are listening to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing, a discussion of all things marketing, branding, and beyond. The Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing is a weekly discussion of current marketing trends and their impact on business owners and entrepreneurs alike. For more information, visit milkstreet.marketing backslash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing. I'm Ron Bauman, principal and co-founder of Milk Street Marketing. And this week on the podcast, we are recording live from Connie's Rick Rack in South Philadelphia's historic 9th Street Italian market. The topic is Bitcoin basics, cryptocurrency, blockchain, and everything else you want to know about Bitcoin. It was a very exciting group uh, that attended. We had uh, a full house there and very uh, active participating group, a lot of Q&A, a lot of open dialogue. We had a presentation from Marcus Whiteside of MBC Products, which is a supplier of industrial and maintenance repair office products in the uh, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, and surrounding regions. And he is, uh, I guess, Milk Street's resident blockchain, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin expert. Um, so I kicked in uh, and led some of the discussion as well, and uh, it was a really, really engaging conversation and I'm excited for you to hear it. So here it is, live from Connie's Rick Rack. Okay, everybody, welcome to Connie's Rick Rack. This is our first uh, market share Philly meetup of 2018. Everybody get a drink? Okay. Did everybody get a drink? <laughs> Did everybody get a drink? We have Long Island blockchains for sale. There you go. It's just a Long Island iced tea. Well, the price went up like 500% though, right? It did. It did. It's up 24% uh, in 24-hour trading. But it is made with Cointro, triple sec. Right? Cointro. So we're very excited to, uh, to be kicking off 2018 with, uh, with a conversation uh, and discussion about Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency, everything you need to know. Um, we have, uh, want to welcome Marcus Whiteside, our resident crypto expert. Um, a bit about Market Share Philly. Um, we are a group of profes uh, marketing professionals uh, based here in Philadelphia, obviously, uh, working together, collaborating, to help each other overcome the uh, challenges that we face every day in marketing. Um, it's all about community. Uh, Market Share Philly was actually uh, developed uh, in, uh, as a co-working uh, space, as branding for a co-working space, which we are still, uh, we still have that on the docket, but in the meantime, we've been using it as our platform for thought leadership and to produce networking events. Um, we're very heavy in the meetup, and uh, we're, we're really glad to see all these faces out here. Um, Market Share Philly is produced by uh, and sponsored by Milk Street Marketing. Uh, Milk Street Marketing is a uh, full-service agency based here in Philadelphia. Uh, we work with small businesses. We work with higher eds and nonprofits to help them uh, grow, uh, tell their story, articulate their story. Um, and grow their business, get their story out there. Um, so 
I'm not going to waste too, too much time. I'm going to hand the mic over to Marcus, and we're going to start uh, basically go through um, some very basics about cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, and of course, Bitcoin and all the other fun uh, tokens that are out there, Litecoin, Ethereum. Um, we'll ask you to just uh, hold your questions till the end. We will have a Q&A session where uh, we can uh, go into an open dialogue, and uh, we encourage everyone to participate and share their knowledge that's really what this is about. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I do own 11 different cryptocurrencies. I'm not going to name them all, but it's, it's all the ones now. you want. It's, you know, it's, it's bit, all right, so it's Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin, Cardano, uh, Aron, Ripple, Tron, Neo. No Ripple. Um, you know, I'll sell it. I'll go sell it right now. Sell it right now. <laughs> um, but, uh. I just, and also, you know, I am obligated to say we are not providing financial advice in any way, shape, or form. This is really uh, just meant to be a, uh, a platform for an open dialogue, to share information. We don't know all the answers. We know what we know. We've done the same thing that all of you have. We've been watching YouTube videos. We've been reading, you know, posts on Motley Fool and Forbes and everything that's coming out that you see in your, in your social media feeds every day. Um, so, you know, again, we encourage uh, full participation. Uh, if people have uh, stories um, or insight that they'd like to share, we really want to um, we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, and with that said, I'm going to hand it over to Marcus, who is going to start with some basic terminology so that everybody's on the same page. We'll watch some introduction. We have a couple of videos that we'll show, um, and and we'll take it from there. All right. All right. So there you go. Who here owns some crypto? All right. Good. Not everybody. So. If you didn't raise your hand, a lot of this is for you. We're going through some just some basic terms, a couple things that you might not know, a couple things, a couple words you might hear that you might have some questions about. Uh, we'll try to get that out of the way so you know what the heck we're talking about here in a few minutes. So the blockchain. Blockchain is a distributed ledger. Uh, it's the technology behind cryptocurrency, behind Bitcoin, behind Ethereum. Uh, blockchain technology uh, is being employed. Uh, with many like Fortune 500 companies, other large institutional companies, but uh, what it's really uh, meant to be for is to put the power back in our hands uh, so that every transaction uh, could be publicly viewable, unless you're using a privacy coin. Um, but that's the technology behind the cryptocurrencies. So cryptocurrency, what's a cryptocurrency? Uh, there's about 1,400 of them now, actually probably more. There's only the ones that are listed on CoinMarketCap. Uh, so it's, it's a cryptographic algorithm-produced currency that you can use to transact between two people without having to go through any central system. So the public ledger, that is basically the idea behind the blockchain. Uh, that's a, an accounting ledger that is a public record that builds on top of itself as we produce more transactions. Uh, so decentralized, that's kind of why we're all here, meeting up in one place. Anyway, um, the, the point of this whole thing is to be able to put the power back in your pocket and uh, take a little bit of that back from the systems, the governments, the giant central banks that have held that power for many decades now. Uh, a token. So a token is um, 
uh, cryptocurrency that could be built on top of one of these blockchain protocols. Uh, you could have a token that's built on Stellar. You could have a token that's built on Ripple, which they might build a bunch more, and then your XRP is worth nothing. Uh, they could, um, uh, or also on tokens have also been built on the Ethereum protocol, which has been a, the largest. Uh, if you take a look at the top 100 uh, tokens or coins on CoinMarketCap, 43 of those are built on Ethereum. So which one's probably the most valuable out there? Yeah, Ethereum. Next. So Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the granddad of cryptocurrency. Uh, Bitcoin was the first. Uh, an unknown person named Satoshi Nakamoto online, or maybe people, uh, came together and produced an idea. An idea that would and will uh, change the world and is uh, taking uh, the idea of money and completely changing the way that we think about it. Uh, Ethereum. Ethereum was, uh, so Vitalik Buterin uh, worked for Bitcoin Magazine and had a couple ideas about how to improve the protocol and how to make it better, how to make it faster, uh, how to make it less expensive. Uh, so he built Ethereum. Ethereum is a Bitcoin 2.0 in my in my opinion. Uh, smart contracts. Smart contracts are uh, one of the greatest ideas behind Ethereum, where uh, you could build a contract into your currency. Uh, so therefore, your currency will automatically do what you ask it to do. So we now have smart money, uh, as opposed to just you know dollars, yen, euro. Whatever, now you can actually program your money. Uh, a wallet. A wallet's where you keep your money, right? That's why we call it a wallet. So there's many different kinds of wallets. Uh, Ethereum's pretty cool. It has a wallet that can house all the Ethereum tokens and Ethereum itself. Uh, Bitcoin needs its own wallet. Bitcoin Cash needs its own wallet. Birds needs its own wallet. All these other different coins, they need their own wallet. Uh, we have a few pretty cool companies that are working on things. Uh, Something that we call a universal wallet, where you'll be able to hold them all together. More details to come on those and meetups that we have uh, planned in the future. Uh, an ICO. So that's an initial coin offering. You guys, if you heard of anything in the stock market, you know you have an initial public offering. Uh, ICOs are a little bit more risky, but a pretty good way to invest early in something that you might believe in. Uh, a certain company, a certain project, a certain idea, or a new currency. Uh, that might be coming out. If you can get in early, you could uh, send some cryptocurrency to them. They will in turn send you their tokens or their currency um, at a very low expense. And then when it becomes more valuable, you could choose to do with it, with it what you will. Uh, mining. So mining is sort of the whole system behind, uh, behind the scenes. Uh, there's a network of miners that uh, basically process all the transactions on each of these networks. Uh, we have a miner here, James. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's the backbone of the whole system. Uh, an exchange. An exchange is, there's two different types of exchanges, centralized exchanges, exchanges like Poloniex, Gemini, Coinbase, GDAX. Uh, those are exchanges that allow you to change your cryptocurrency for other cryptocurrency. Uh, 
since I said there's 1,400 different ones, you know, they're not all listed on every exchange, but each exchange has certain ones that they list. Uh, there's also decentralized exchanges, which is what I prefer. Uh, as the technology grows, you'll be able to exchange your cryptocurrency directly on the blockchain without ever having to utilize another company to do anything or process anything for you. The network will just automatically take care of it for you. Some of those are Shapeshift uh, to come as 0x. Uh, right now we have Ether Delta on the Ethereum network. All good options. And then a 2FA. 2FA is important because it's a security uh, tool that if you're on any of these exchanges, if you're on uh, Coinbase, if you basically even Amazon, Google, uh, I'll offer it now. 2FA is two-factor authentication. So if you use an app like Google Authenticator, if you use SMS, they'll send you a text message with a code. Um, or Authy, I think there's a few other apps right now that uh, basically your mobile device will be a verification device for any transaction, for any sign-in that you do on uh, one of these exchanges. Oh, and Coinbase. Coinbase is probably the biggest uh, fiat gateway uh, exchange for uh, North America right now. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of other options out there right now, but uh, Coinbase seems to be the easiest. They are working with regulators pretty closely. The easiest way to invest right now is through Coinbase. Uh, the Winklevoss twins have Gemini, which is based out of New York City, but they only have um, Bitcoin and Ethereum available. Uh, Binance has been a huge exchange uh, that just really took off this year. Uh, Binance is listing like new coins every day and having they've actually had to limit signups uh, because so many people want to get on Binance. Uh, there's a couple other older exchanges out there like Poloniex um, and Kraken. There's a million different ones. Do uh, your due diligence, research, see what people in the community are saying about them, go on Reddit read, 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 and then read some more, and then wake up at 3 in the morning and read some more. A <laughs> uh, uh, big one coming. I'm not going to say how many uh, coins I have, but Ethos is coming. It's going to be a universal wallet, social ecosystem uh, investing platform. Uh, Bread Wallet is going to be a universal wallet. Vertcoin itself just is working on a project called Vertbase. Sound like Coinbase? Yeah. So you can buy Vertcoin with uh, fiat money. So a couple of things we want to talk about. I think, uh, Ron's going to come up and uh, discuss a few things right here on this slide. You realize that the dollars you have in your pocket is not money, right? It's just paper. Exactly. It's just currency. So one of the, um, one of the things that I think you have to understand with, uh, with uh, cryptocurrency specifically uh, is that money is not currency. Uh, currency is the representation of money. So those dollar bills, those paper dollar bills you have in your pocket is not really money. Uh, and if you think about the way that currency um, was uh, evolved over the years and how, you know, why we use paper money, does anybody know the story of like the Knights Templar and how they basically um, invented the central banking system? So, you know, when you talk about money, money is, any money can be, at a base level, be defined as anything of value, really. If I have, if I make shoes, and you grow potatoes, and you need shoes, and I need potatoes, I'll trade you 
my shoes for your potatoes. And that's the barter system, right? That's what we used to be on. So what happened is, you know, there would be people, as in any society, people would rise to affluence. They would gather goods or they would have a skill set that they could provide a service that they would say, well, you know, I, I'm a blacksmith. You know, I can, I can, you know, smelt iron and I can make stuff that's made of iron and, you know, I'll provide that to you if you give me that. So people would accumulate this wealth through having goods and services. And then they started to back those services through gold. So gold has utility. It's pretty. You know, it's a conductor of electricity, and you can make shiny decorations and jewelry out of it. It had value. So they started to say, okay, well, instead of carrying around potatoes and shoes and, and everything else, I'm just going to carry around. I'm going to have gold that represents this value. Now I could trade gold for this and that. And the Knights Templar had so much gold, they couldn't carry it from place to place. So they started to leave it at different you know, places that they trusted. And then they would give them an IOU. And that's essentially when you have a dollar bill in your pocket, it's essentially an IOU. It says it's worth $1 or $5 or $10. It's that much. It's supposed to be worth that much in gold. But of course, the United States went off the gold standard years and years and years ago. And now the, you know, the American dollar is basically based on the government's word that says this is worth this. So when somebody says, oh, Bitcoin's not worth anything, it's not like the dollars I have in my pocket, Bitcoin's not worth, it doesn't represent anything the same way the American dollar doesn't represent anything because it's not on the gold standard. It's based on the government's word. So you have to understand that, you know, that's how currency was evolved was through these IOUs when people, when the, you know, when back in the old times when they, instead of, you know, carrying around gold from, you know, country to country, from town to town, they were leaving them and they were having these IOUs and then they would be traded around. And that became the currency that people use, and that's how paper money was evolved. So you have to understand that your money is not currency, currency is not money. And um, that's a really, really big, important concept to understand when you're thinking about cryptocurrency. Because when people say, what's the value of a Bitcoin? The Bitcoin is worth what people have put into it. We're, we're, we're recording this for a podcast, by the way. You're all gonna be on it. Um, so, I forget where I was at. Next? Oh, we're at next already? Okay, we're at next already. Currency, cryptocurrency versus stock. Cryptocurrency versus stock, um, you know, people say is investing in cryptocurrency like investing in stock? Yeah, as far as the transactional nature of it with exchanges and having values and, and all that, yes, it's very much, but it's not based on the same things that a stock for a company. When you, when you invest in a company, you're investing in the, basically their your belief in their ability to be successful and to make money. So, you know, stocks and, you know, getting dividends based on profit and earning reports and, and the valuations of the company, that's not really what's happening with cryptocurrency. With cryptocurrency, it's strictly supply and demand. So again, when you're talking about Bitcoin being at a $280 million market capitalization, if there's 16 million Bitcoins out there in circulation, Divide that number in. That's pretty much how you're going to get your price of what a Bitcoin is. The more money that goes in, people say, what's the value of Bitcoin? The value of Bitcoin is all the money that's invested. When there's $280 billion invested into Bitcoin, that's the value of it. So if you have a Bitcoin, whatever that, you know, whatever that number crunches out to, that's really what we're talking about. So, you know, you got to think about 
you know, with cryptocurrency, it's it's really just straight supply and demand at this point, in my opinion. I mean, it's not really backed on anything. I mean, you could say it's based on the technology and you're investing in the technology, but it really is. When you look at how volatile the market is, it's it's all supply and demand. Dot-com versus Bitcoin. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. And when we talk about, um, you know, is, is Bitcoin a bubble? You know, is it all going to crash one day? Who gives a fuck? You know? It's really about the blockchain technology. That's really what you need to be excited about. Because blockchain technology is, right now, is where the internet was in the mid to late 90s. And nobody knew how to use this technology. And all these dot-com companies were getting money from venture capitalists. And all this money was getting pumped in. And everybody was all excited about the dot-com explosion. And then a couple years later, all the venture capitalists said, all right, what do we have? They said, oh, we got nothing. And then there was the dot-com bust. And all the companies went belly up. But then out of that came companies like Google and Amazon and MySpace, and then eventually Facebook. And then Apple figured out how to put the internet in your pocket. And now it's part of our everyday life that you don't think twice about it. It's, it's ingrained in everything that we do. And that's where blockchain is right now. Blockchain is, today, is where the internet was in the mid to late 90s. So that's why we get excited about blockchain. That's why, to me, it's, yeah, cryptocurrency is fun. And it's great to like, look at GDAX and be like, ah, oh, you know, Bitcoin's up and Ethereum's down and I got Binance and I'm look, every day I'm looking at it obsessively, compulsively, like the rest of you probably are. But really, it's about the blockchain technology. We can't lose sight of the fact that that's the underpinning technology that's going to revolutionize the world. And, and when companies and when organizations and when brands start to figure out how to apply that to everyday life, that's when things are really going to explode. And then the last thing I like to talk about is I think, uh, you know, a lot of the conversations I have with people is, you know, they're very scared. You know, when it comes to cryptocurrency, they're very um, hesitant. You know, it's a scary thing. It's like, oh, it's going to get hacked. What if it gets hacked? You know, oh, it's, it's, it's deregulated. It's, it's decentralized. I think there's a lot of confusion about decentralization versus deregulation. Uh, there is no formal regulation of cryptocurrency at this point, as we all know. The governments are not, there's no laws about it. Like, I can advise you about what cryptocurrencies to invest in, and there's nothing again. I can't do that with stocks, because the stock market is regulated. Now, that's not going to remain to be the case for very long. As we all know, we read the news, you understand it, the government's getting in and, you know, as it gets, you know, as mass adoption occurs and, you know, uh, you know, the CME and the CBOE are listing it now and NASDAQ is eventually going to start li listing, you know, cryptocurrency indexes, regulation will come. But the decentralization aspect that Marcus spoke of earlier, that's really the value of cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology is the fact that it is decentralized, the fact that it's, you know, to use a buzzword, it's crowdsourced. You know, it's, you know, it's not coming from one, you know, uh, central uh, entity or organization that is calling the shots. And when you have people all over the world that can keep this in checks, you know, can keep a state of checks and balances and make sure that, you know, systems aren't getting hacked, even though they have in the past, but, you know, they're fixing their technology. Um, you know, that really is the value of blockchain technology. The decentralization is the core element that is providing, that is what makes it so valuable. And the deregulation, again, it's scary because people just are not used to uh, 
um, investing in a market. I mean, that's just a, such a scary word, but you have to understand that there's two, there are two separate concepts. Deregulation is not the same as decentralization. The decentralization is the great part about deregulation. It's also great, but it's not gonna be around for a while. So, any more talking points? I think that's it. New money is all people. Yeah, that's just, that's the greatest part of this whole thing is, is everybody has the power of the world, the power of Bitcoin, the power of cryptocurrency in their pocket. And you can transact with anybody in the world, whether they're in Japan or Korea or Russia or anywhere in Europe or South Africa, Zimbabwe, wherever, or in Connie's Rick Rack. You can transact without having to go through anybody else, except for yourself. We don't even take credit card here. It's still just cash. Thank you for listening to the Market Share Podcast presented by Milk Street Marketing. To learn more about us, please visit our website at milkstreet.marketing and follow us on social media on Facebook at Milk Street Marketing and Twitter and Instagram at Milk Street 215.